0: People today struggle with eating disorders. If you are one of the thousands of people who do, you may be experiencing feelings of overwhelm and isolation. You are not alone. Welcome to Chasing Hunger. Here you'll find out what you can do, where you can find the resources, discover the truths, and get the help you need to regain control of your life. Here
1: is Kathy Welter-Nichols, author and host of Chasing Hunger. Hello and good morning, it's Kathy Walter nichols here with another program from Chasing Hunger. And this week, what we're going to be looking at is the pressure that we often get into from these holidays. And it's holidays that tend to get centered around the traditions of food and everything else that goes with it. While it may be one of my favorite times of year, and certainly is for many families, And lots of businesses and different um, things that are going on in the world are all focused around these gatherings of people getting together and well-wishing and getting into some excesses. Not just excesses with food, but excesses kind of with everything. And that can kind of leave our bank accounts a little scanty when we get to the new year. It can also cause us some other issues too, and we'll be getting into some of that today. My whole focus here is really to bring you some tips and tools, and we're four days before Santa calls, and so I'm kind of hoping that we've got enough time for you to pick up some tips and tools that you can use all the way through the holidays, and I'm going to say this, the more you use them, the better it's going to work for you. So, tune in, get comfy, and let's get started. Before I begin, once again, I want to remind you that anytime you're making changes in your health or wellness plans, it's really important to be sure you've checked with your doctor and be sure everything is gonna work for you. It's critical. You don't wanna be making big changes based on something you read on on the internet or something that you've heard from somebody else somewhere who has made something work for them. It's really the time for all of us to take personal responsibility and I really encourage you to do that for yourself. Take responsibility for what you are doing to your life and to your body and be sure that everything that you're doing reflects that. So do check with your doctor if you're about to change anything. Where we're at today is looking at some small suggestions and tips that you might be able to utilize to help you master a little more self-control through the holidays. Some of the clients that I've worked with have shared comments over the years, and I want to share some of their comments with you. They may resonate. It might be part of how you feel about this particular time of year, too. Before I go there, however... I'd like to once again just mention the young woman that I was about to begin working with in September and the serious nature of these eating disorders. Sometimes we minimize this and it can start to let us believe that, oh, well, it could happen to someone else but not me. And this young woman felt very much the same way. And she was about to come and see me for some sessions and hopefully be able to take back control of her life from her eating and her behaviors around food. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. And she didn't make it into work one morning, and her team that knew she was due in for work sent someone over to her residence, and they found her dead. Yes, she had died. It was a fatal result of her eating disorder. When you are utilizing an eating disorder and living in its vice grip, what ends up happening is you kind of lose connection to what is safe and what isn't safe. And her potassium levels had dropped dangerously low. And she had felt quite ill in the weeks before which had motivated her to call me. But as she began to get a little more control of herself and give herself some good days, uh, what ended up happening was she slid back into the eating disorder and plummeted even further. So that really motivated me to take this program out to a new level, to come beyond a book and beyond the clients I was seeing and have been seeing over the years, But really, to get the word out there that there are things you can do to help yourself. And so that's what we're going to do here today, because this is perhaps one of the biggest and scariest days out there for anyone with an eating disorder. So I want to take this from the position of we're going to look at some of the comments that people have offered about how frustrated they become around the eating disorder and how scary it is for them over the holidays. And they were going to actually use some of what they're sharing with us um, to literally draw some of these tools up that all of you can use. And this isn't really just about having an eating disorder either. I know from years ago... um, In the work field, you know, there's big, huge Christmas parties going on and people are dropping food off at the different offices and cheese trays arrive and meat trays arrive and just copious amounts of food that even doesn't even touch all the sweets that start showing up and the bottles of alcohol. But these are the kinds of ways that different companies thank the employees of other companies that they do business with and so this kind of thing can really exacerbate that issue about eating at this time of year it isn't just in the families it's almost like everywhere you turn people are indulging in this sort of free-for-all around food and excesses so what can you do what can i do what can anybody do whether i have an eating disorder or not The very best way to look after your energy field, your your body, your health, your mind, your spirituality through this season is to eat. Oh, yes, it's to eat. But how? Well, I don't want to put the word normal on anything because I think that becomes a huge distraction for people. What is normal? Well, it's very subjective, isn't it? So let's not go to normal. Let's go to a solid plan. What would a solid plan look like? We all know the glycemic index eating plan balances our blood sugar. And that is the keynote to maintaining control of food. There's another little tip here about eating slowly. That's right. So many times people just... Gobble down the food because we're so hungry in the moment. It's like we inhaled it. We didn't even see it. We didn't smell it. We just ate it. And now we're looking at that empty plate thinking, I'm still hungry. Where did all that food go? Practice eating slowly. Practice these days before the holidays start. That's right. You get up in the morning and eat within 30 to 35 minutes of waking up that's right get up and eat first thing eat a protein eat if you're a vegetarian or vegan you have ways to get protein use protein first thing in the morning and that sets your glycemic index for the day your blood sugar and in addition to that it also sets your metabolism that means your body is going to be helping you metabolize all the food you take in through the day. Here's another little tip or tool for healthy eating any time of the year. And that is eat between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Okay, if you get up at 7, adjust it to 7 p.m. But eat within that 12 hours. When you eat this way, your body metabolizes the food, and you're utilizing food as nutrition, as fuel, which our body really needs through the day. It can be kind of scary in in the moment, but the reality of it is when you eat six small meals every day, you are going to be able to control what you're eating. Now slow it down. Eat the food as it's placed in front of you, not in front of a computer or your iPhone or your iPad or the TV. No, eat the food that's in front of you slowly. Putting your utensils down, set the food down. If it's a sandwich or, or a hamburger, set it on the plate and chew your food. It can take you 20 minutes to eat the smallest amount of food if you do it this way. The next tip is, Use the portion sizes that are right there in your hands. Your protein size is the size of the palm of your hand and its thickness. That's pretty easy. Two hands scooped is the size of your fresh vegetables or your fruit, uh, fresh vegetables and fruit, at any given meal. And one single scoop of your hand is about the size of any cooked vegetables, pasta or rice. Now that gets really simple, doesn't it? And it's right there. It's always with you. It's your portion sizes. So see how simple that gets when somebody's telling you, hey, why aren't you eating more? Hey, well, my hand's not as big as yours. And that also lets us off the hook for eating everything that a restaurateur will put on our plate because that chef never saw your hand size. You don't have to eat at all. Slow down. Chew your food. Take your time. Eat six small meals a day. Eat on your schedule, not everyone else's. And you will manage your food perfectly. You'll stay in control. And it won't be about food anymore, it will be about who you're sitting with, who you're talking to, what you're doing in the moment. It'll allow you to be focused and present. It just makes all the sense in the world to take your time with your food and to pay attention to those portion sizes right at the end of your fingertips. We're going to take a break in a moment here. Thanks for joining me. I'm really looking forward to sharing some more tips and tools with you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Contact Kathy Welter-Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA-ChasingHunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1-604-421-1722. Chasing Hunger, the book, is available at ChasingHunger.com, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. You can find Kathy at WaysOfTheWiseWoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit waysofthewisewoman.com.
2: or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com.
3: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: You are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to welterk@shaw.ca. at shaw.ca. Now, back to
1: Chasing Hunger. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. So we're looking at some tips and tools that individuals can use over the holidays, and I'm addressing a lot of this program to people that are struggling with food issues, whether it be binging, binge eating, uh, binging and purging, or even restricting foods, the whole gambit Of eating over the holidays kind of goes a little sideways and I think that's always why we hit January and everybody's like whoa what did what happened because it's been kind of a crazy sort of experience that out-of-control feeling can really make an eating disorder um, challenging through these holidays there's just no question we want to avoid any kind of relapses or or worries or worrying the individual that has a problem with with this kind of behavior. We, we want to step back. We want to help. And so this next little segment, I want to share with pe- parents and teachers and coaches and, and aunts and uncles and relatives, and you know what, even brothers and sisters, For all of you out there that have a family member that's struggling with this, and I know there's lots of you, you want the loved one to be okay. You want them to to be part of the family. You want them to come and share the, the holiday with everyone. But there's also a certain amount of nervousness because you can certainly feel for them. You want them to be okay. So let's be realistic here. What can you really do during the holidays? Well, some of the things that my clients have asked is to please just not make comments about how they look, how much they're eating or not eating. One of my clients was the middle child of three. Her siblings were boys, you know, an older brother and a younger brother. It just doesn't get any better, does it? So being the middle kid as well, she was very much the peacekeeper and wanted to do everything perfectly. Sound familiar? So every meal, her mom would serve it to her brothers and her dad and herself, and they would eat in another part of the kitchen while mom would go back into the kitchen, kind of close the doors, and she wouldn't really join them for, for the meal over time. Dad really had a thing about being sure that the kids ate everything that was on their plate. Wasn't going to throw food away. There's starving kids all over the place. Everybody eats everything on their plate. The unfortunate part was that everybody got the same plate serving. Dad, her two big brothers, and her. And Dad always said, you're not getting down from this table until everything is gone. So what she learned to do was to eat fast, as fast as she could to get all that food down so that she could get away from the table. And there had been many times when she wasn't successful at it and ended up sitting there with a sore stomach trying to squeeze those last bits of food in. So what I want to say to parents is when your kids come home, there's a tendency to keep treating them like your kids. I think we'll do it forever. I know my daughters are in their 40s, and I still think of them as my little kids and need to remind them, you know, to put their winter boots on or something like that. It's I don't know why we do it, but that's the mother in us. We're always looking out for our kids. And so when our kids come home and they have this kind of a struggle with food, and I know more than anything, moms and dads do not want to trigger this kind of activity or behavior in their in their kid again But the reality is some of that little bit of caretaking that we do as parents or as teachers Or is even as siblings or aunts and uncles? Grandparents we care and so we ask those questions, and it can make it really hard if you inadvertently ask a question and see that it makes the individual somewhat tense or she looks away or looks down you can know that she's probably accessing some internal thoughts or some internal feelings and in the moment if you've said the thing that you most didn't want to say just say sorry I didn't I shouldn't have asked that I hope you have a great day and just let it go just you let it go if you can let it go then she can sense that there's okayness around that too. It might be helpful. I'm not saying that it will always work, but it might. One of my clients wrote in this story. While this might be a fun and celebratory day for you, it's one of the hardest days of the year for me, a holiday holiday dedicated to the thing I most fear. Please don't try to force me to eat more. I have been in recovery for years, and I know what portions I need. Please don't stare judgmentally at me or at my plate or watch me while I'm struggling to try and take a bite. Although I'm able to eat intuitively throughout the rest of the year, this is a hard day because of how much I may have built this whole thing up in my head when I was so deeply ingrained in the eating disorder. It's hard for me to eat intuitively when for the past years, I've made myself starve leading up to this day. I've overextra- exercised because of it and I've refused to eat the meal with everyone else too. If you want to be of help, instead of forcing another piece of pie onto my plate, you can ask me how I'm doing or even ask me If I want something else, and if I say no thank you, just let it go. Chances are I'm already riddled with anxiety. This eating disorder thought is screaming inside my mind, and I can't make it shut up. Using all my coping skills that I usually have is just not working for me on this particular day. So I want to target some of the things that this client has shared and look at some tools that you can actually use for yourself. When she says, I've built it up in my mind over all the years that I was using the, addi- the addictive patterns and behaviors. When she says, I've built it up in my mind, that lets me know she's made a great image it's huge it's probably a moving image it's full of color and it's really close up that means she just can't get a break from it it's just all around her and probably some of the smells and scents that went with that particular day's dinner are also overwhelming her so here's a quick way to help yourself gain control of those images of food when they just take over your sensory load. Move the image away from you. You could even right now see the image there in front of you and just push it away from you a little bit. Notice the moment you push it away from you, it begins to get smaller, gaining some distance. Now, you could probably change that image and take all the color out of it. Turn it to black and white? Absolutely. It's just an inner image. It's just there in your mind. It's not real at all. Go ahead and take all the color out of it. And notice now how it turns from that full color coming at you, fully moving. Now, take all the color out, and it's black and white. And it's probably stopped moving, too. In fact, any steam that was rising is probably completely dissipated. It's just a still image, and it's black and white, too. Push it way far away, into the distance. That's right. Take a breath. Oh, my sensory, my olfactory sensory of being able to breathe in and smell things has changed. I'm not smelling turkey anymore. I'm not smelling ham. I'm not smelling all those other cooking smells either. My nostrils are clear. Look how that image was influencing you. You are now free of it, and you're in control of it, too. That's right. That can reduce your anxiety by about 95%. Just getting control of your own inner images and the way you give them to yourself. Another comment that this individual makes is how she's screaming at herself inside her own mind about all the things that are going on. She's really starting to listen to her own internal voice that's shouting at her and saying all kinds of terrible things that makes her just want to run away from herself. This is a tough one to get this inner voice to calm down and say something different, something supportive in the midst of this screaming fest. I know it's her own voice screaming at herself, just like my own voice screams at myself sometimes. Sometimes I say the worst things to myself and I feel terrible about it too. What can I do instead? Well, when we've a practiced state of continuing to use that internal voice to just yell at ourselves, we have to find a different voice at a different time. When we're much calmer and that inner voice is kind of encouraging us, it's a calm voice and it says something kind to us. You'll have a voice in there that sounds like that too. I do. I have all the voices. So do you. You don't always have to just listen to the screaming voice. You can tell that voice to be quiet for a moment. Take a deep breath in. And follow the indrawn breath. What happened to the voice? Oh my gosh, it was gone. Breathe again. That's mindful of your breath. Let the breath flow out. Take another breath. Where did your thoughts go? They're gone. It's like magic. Allowing the mind to become mindful of your breath instantly interrupts that screaming inner dialogue. Is it coming back? It might be. Breathe in again. Follow the indrawn breath. Calm. Calm the mind, with your breath. That is so much nicer to listen to. As a matter of fact, when you draw your breath in, you can go on the inside and listen to your indrawn breath inside your mind. Go ahead and try it. Breathe in and breathe out. What happened to that screaming voice? I don't know. Mine's gone too. We'll be back in a minute. Stay tuned, there's more to come.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica.
0: Contact Kathy Welter Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA-ChasingHunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1-604-421-1722. Chasing Hunger: The Book is available at chasinghunger.com, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. You can find Kathy at waysofthewisewoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Contact Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit waysofthewisewoman.com. You are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to welterk at shaw.ca. Now,
1: back to Chasing Hunger. Okay, we're back into another session here, and I feel like I'm kind of doing a session with you, too, because I'm sharing many of the tips and tools that are not many of them, but a few of them that I use to help people overcome that addictive behavior of using food uh, to manage their state. And that's really what some of this stuff does. It helps distract us from how we're feeling. And it also lets us wander off, isolate, be by ourselves, and just indulge ourselves in those negative behaviors that just are not helpful and are really very harmful to your health and your well-being. I'd like to add another suggestion here. This one's coming out of my years of working with um, individuals that had life-threatening illness, cancer patients. And it's something that I learned from many of the colleagues that I worked with. And we really helped people when we would coach them in this way. Once you have uh, a diagnosis or you have been diagnosed with a life-threatening illness, it was one of the things that we recommended, disown the disorder, Disown the disease. That means don't take ownership of it. Your inner mind is always listening, and it's recording everything you tell yourself. In fact, the most important voice you ever listen to is your own voice. So you want to be sure that things that you're telling yourself are of the highest level that's going to produce the best results for you. Disown the eating disorder. It's the same with any disease or any disorder. Just don't make it yours. Drop that, my eating disorder. And don't give it any of those little pet names either. My friend Ed or any of that. It personalizes it and it makes it yours. And when you do that, it's even harder to change the language patterns that are rolling around inside your mind, it'll take some practice. If you've been associating, and that's what it is when you personalize it, calling it my, my eating disorder. And if anybody around you is trying to personalize your dis-eating order or your disordered eating or eating disorder for you, correct them. It's not mine. It's just it. Make it absolutely it. It's just an it. It's a nothing. It's a no thing. It's a behavior that I'm working to shift and change. So as we depersonalize this, the psyche begins to hear it. The inner mind does. The idea that if you didn't ask for my eating disorder, that whole ownership of it, makes you a victim of it. And you are not a victim. You are not a victim. You are a powerful, unique, strong individual. And when you take control of yourself and utilize tools to help yourself, you will be amazed at how quickly you can turn everything around. And I want you to know that I know about your good and bad days. And so do you. Oh, yes. Everybody's got those good and bad days. The bad days are really the name for this is a day when I'm using my eating disorder, my eating disorder, because this is a day when I don't have anything else planned. So let's reframe that. Okay? I only have good days, and occasionally the behaviors will show up but they are not me. That is not who I am. And I do not frame myself in this way either. I am not a victim. I am not an eating disorder. I am not a number on a scale. I am a human being. This begins to empower you to have more control over what you're saying to yourself. And all we're doing here is masterfully reframing the way we talk about this. And parents and teachers and coaches and everybody out there, pay attention because it's important for you. If you are supporting somebody that's in recovery and working on recovering their life, you need to recognize how your language pattern can affect them too. And when they say to you, it's not my eating disorder, and they're correcting you, just say, yes, you're right. It's not yours. I don't want you to own it. I want it to be gone. I want you to live your life healthy and happy. You are helping to reframe this whole thing so it doesn't become something that the individual owns. There's another piece here. That little voice inside is often whispering at us. To eat it all quickly. And I know I mentioned this. That speed, that inhaling of thousands of calories of food in the shortest amount of time. Because that's really what makes it work. And the more you slow down your eating, the slower it goes, the easier it is for you to maintain control. Of just how much food you are eating. Any time you stop yourself from eating food over any kind of period of time restricting food and you begin to eat some food you're going to get that feeling in the tummy where it feels bloated and that is simply a gastric issue. It isn't because you've put on weight It's because the bowel has not been able to digest foods properly. You haven't put anything in. You've been restricting food. So when you do days of restricting in order to be able to eat copious amounts of food on one day, you're really doing your whole body that disservice. You are so much better to eat those small meals every day and maintain the amount of nutrients that are going into your body. Then the gathering doesn't become about food. And if it's not about food, what is it about? It's about getting together, saying hi to people you care about, saying hello and I love you to mom and dad and sisters and brothers. And training a different language pattern here starts to give you more power, reframing What you tell yourself, disowning this whole behavioral situation. Push it outside of yourself, just like those foods that are too close up. That's right. Listen to a different voice inside, and it's really time to create one. A voice that calms you. A voice that gives you peace. A voice that allows you to be relaxed and calm. Even in the face of something that would have caused you a great amount of anxiety. Anxiety goes with this whole behavior of eating disorders. It is the underlying problem, if you will. That anxiousness comes up and how do we stop it? How do we get control of that anxiety? It's important for you to know that you have as much control over that feeling as you do of the foods you're putting into your body, because it is you. Taking that deep breath in allows you to be able to stop, get control of you. Take a step back. What's really going on here? Is it really what my internal mind is telling me, my internal voice that's talking away at me a mile a minute? Take a breath and release it. Take another breath. Even if you're talking to yourself inside your mind before you even get to the gathering, fearful of who you're going to meet and who's going to be there and what are they going to say to you and how's this all going to go, take a breath interrupt that inner thought. It's not in control of you. You're in control of it. In fact, it's your voice. Take that deep, indrawn breath. And be in the moment. Now, what would you really rather say to yourself? I think this is going to be a good day. I can give myself a good day. I can make Christmas Day or the day of the holiday when everyone's getting together and all that gathering around food is going on. I can make that. I can choose for that day to be one of my good days because you know how to do good days. I know you do. Everyone with an eating disorder knows what a good day is and how to do it. You get up in the morning and you eat a good breakfast. You go ahead and eat your mid-morning snack, and you make sure it's protein-rich. You have lunch. Yes, have a good lunch, and be sure your portion sizes are right for you. Be sure and eat that 3 o'clock in the afternoon snack. Balance your blood sugar. By the time dinner comes around, you're barely even going to be interested in the food. And you'll be able to take small amounts. But it really won't be about eating the food. It'll be listening to your friends, listening to your relatives, listening to your mom's story about something that happened that was funny. And you'll be able to share in the camaraderie and the friendship in the family. And everyone will really enjoy you being there at that event, at that shared time. It can make the whole family relax because you're relaxed. What a change. What a change in you. Because you have control, your blood sugar is balanced, you're not frantically out of food and nutrient and fuel. And not only that, one of the biggest things that go on with these big dinners is they never get served on time. Something always goes awry and dinner's not on the table till 9 o'clock. Well, if you've eaten and had one of your good days through the whole day, you're in control. And it doesn't bother you. You're able to maintain your your strength. You're able to maintain that good day and stay with it. One of the best gifts I can give you this holiday season is grant yourself permission to have a good day on Christmas Day. And that has a very different meaning for you than it does for others. I know what you know about what creates a good day for you. That's right. You can do it. It's not that hard. You know just what it takes to give yourself that good day. Every day and in every way, you can maintain a healthy life choice. If you maintain your six small meals a day, eating from the portion sizes that are there in your hands, trusting yourself, enjoying this time with family and friends instead of dreading it, just give yourself a good day. Well done. We're going to take a break here and we'll be right back for the conclusion of today's show.
0: Contact Kathy Welter Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA-ChasingHunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1-604-421-1722. Chasing Hunger the book is available at chasinghunger.com, Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You can find Kathy at waysofthewisewoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Contact Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit waysofthewisewoman.com.
3: If you think you've seen online TV before...
0: You are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter-Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to welterk@shaw.ca. at shaw.ca. Now, back to Chasing Hunger.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Well, we've been talking about some interesting things here today some tips and tools that are not just for someone with an eating disorder. This particular season is intense for everybody when it gets into these excesses of food. And one of the biggest areas, of course, is alcohol. When we have an eating disorder and we utilize something like alcohol or drugs, it can really exacerbate all of it. There is an addictive component to an eating disorder. It occupies all of your thinking and your focus. And so if you introduce a substance that actually is addictive, like alcohol, and you start supplementing your eating disorder using alcohol instead, you really do tend to compromise the whole situation. These secondary addictions can be really challenging for someone with an eating disorder. And at this time of year, alcohol is offered just about everywhere you go. It's perfectly okay for you to decline. Or if you do like to have a glass of wine or a beer with friends or use alcohol in some way, what you can do is exchange the second or third drinks for sparkling water. Just change up what you're drinking so that you're only having one drink through the night. And if you drink it slowly, um, putting the glass down, don't fool with the stem of the glass, just let it be, you may very well find that you have more control over just how much alcohol you're consuming. That will help you maintain control of any foods you're taking in as well. Bulimia has the ability to control through its um, reaching out for that kind of um, propulsion to go ahead and engage in the behaviors that cause the eating disorder to come up. We've looked a little bit at how we see things, making those images smaller, shrinking them down, turning them to black and white, push them away, change them bring back a different image. Um, You have control over what you're eating in this way. We've looked at the internal dialogue too, that inner voice that's often coaching us in a kind of negative way. Now I want to look at one of those things that comes up a lot of the times in the year, but especially at the time of year when we're gathering around food. It's the idea of Treats. Everybody's got to have their treats. Whatever their special food is of the Christmas holidays, or whatever the thing was that they loved the most when they were little, their mom wants to be sure it's there on the table or you're getting lots of it because, after all, it's the holiday season. So what was your favorite food as a little kid may end up in copious amounts on the table. And your mom may be sitting there kind of saying, oh, look, it's your favorite food. It's your favorite food. Have some more. I made it just for you. And this starts to get into that guilt tripping about food. Let's look at the idea of treats, though. Treats get associated with food. It starts at Halloween, it goes through Christmas and, and, and um, Thanksgiving, and it's through through the New Year's, and then we hit uh, Valentine's Day, and then we're on into the Easter Bunny. Oh gosh, it just, it hits us out all through the year. And sugar can also become quite an addictive substance. We know that. It's everywhere in our food today, and it's one of the things that more people are trying to really put some controls on. So how about making some healthy snack foods and treats, and they can be savory instead of sweet and just as satisfying. The other thing is we can get our sugar fix, if you will, through other ways, through fruit, through some vegetables, and through some dried fruits. And these will help us to have natural forms of sugar as opposed to taking in the sweets from refined sugars, um, fructose, glucose, sucrose, and these kinds of chemical sugars. This can really help us and there are so many recipes out there now on Google that you can actually make some of these foods and not feel bad at all taking them along to your family's Christmas dinner and introducing the family to some foods that are more healthy for them too. You have all kinds of tools and ways to help yourself through the holidays. The most important thing is we're just a few sleeps away from that big day. And what I'd like to suggest is you start today with good days, eating healthy foods. Get yourself going. Put yourself on task. Eat those six small meals a day. Be sure your portion sizes are large enough in keeping with your own hand size. Be sure you're doing this because it will balance your sugar. It does balance your fuel and what your nutrients are, and it also helps to condition the bowel so that once you do come upon Christmas Day with another great day of proper eating and proper consumption, you'll be in an absolute great condition stepping out of that day that used to be the one you dreaded Now you don't have to. Now you can manage this the way you want to and make it work for you. If you have friends or relatives that often offer those treat type things, those sugary foods, just let them know, thanks, why don't you try some of mine? It is really fun when you start doing that. Now there's another little area I wanted to touch on here. We have to shop for food during this season shopping for food can just be crazy making for somebody who has been struggling with food what am i going to do if i go into the shop to buy food i'm going to end up even when i'm trying to buy healthy foods or to give myself these good days i know it's going to be a challenge here's what you do make a shopping list And only shop from your list. It will help you ensure that you're in control and you have absolutely secured everything that you need to make those healthy snacks and treats for you that you're going to share with others. Shop from the list that you create at home after having had eaten your food so that you're not excessively hungry. Make the list at home, take it with you, and only purchase items from that list. If you see something else, just start another list. If you forget the list at home, don't go into that store. You go back home and get that list. If you see something that you think you want to pick up and, oh, I don't want to start another list, I'm at the store, I want to get it now. Put it on the back of your list and hold it for your next one. Your list is your salvation. It'll keep you out of those aisles with all that junk food. Notice how you have so much less anxiety. Eat before you go shopping. An absolute key to be being on task with only purchasing foods that are on your list. So these have been some tips and tools. They're all there in my book, Chasing Hunger. <clears throat> in addition to that, what I recommend is that you can re-listen to this program anytime you want. It's going to be there in my list of programs, and it's how to eat with the, for the holidays. But it's just good tips about how to eat at any time in your life, in your week, in your days ahead. Do tune in next week. Next week, I'm going to have my husband here, and I'm really excited to have him on with us. Yes, Harry Nichols will be on the show with me. And we're going to be talking about a subject that's just so key to both of us, how to live and create from the heart. Join us next week for that show. In the new year, I've got a really exciting show on the 3rd of January. And that's going to have my friend Kara with me. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of great things to help you make those resolutions for the new year. In the meantime, have a great holiday. Practice some of these tools and tips I've offered here today. They're absolutely easy to do. Once you make them yours, they're yours forever. Wishing you all the very best. And see you next week. Bye for now.
0: you for joining us for Chasing Hunger. Be sure to tune in again next week for another edition featuring your host, Kathy Welter-Nichols, next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.